0: This episode is powered by up-and-coming fitness and accountability specialist, Eli G. Anderson. Book your first LA-based personal training session today. Functional calisthenics, lean muscle building, sports-style training, and a focus on making fitness fun. All sessions are customized for you. Get four sessions for only $200 by texting THRIVE50 to 860-576-1815. That is 860- 576 1815. This only applies to the first 10 people who text this number. Guys, I'm going to level with you. If you're ready to become the healthiest version of yourself, get in touch with my friend Eli today. There's no other opportunity like it. 860 576 1815.
1: Hey, let's go and let's roll Sam us roll camera we are rolling <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, know. I love it i Probably love it, it a lot, yeah man. no i love it
0: all right so now we're gonna start you have stumbled upon stars of tomorrow where every friday i mr thrive interview someone like actor and assistant director ryan taylor who has not yet been discovered this up and coming podcast talks with the up and coming Ryan, thanks for coming to the show, man. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I'm super stoked. I've been wanting this to happen for a long time now. Uh, you're here. Uh, I've never had someone in your with your position in the industry sit here before. Oh, and sick. so it's really exciting okay, to me. Well, I feel like I'm gracing the chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Welcome to the throne. Thank you, thank you. Let me get comfortable. I'm. Just... <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about your motivations to get to this point because you, I've never met an assistant director like you, and there's so many different ways to do assistant directing. Uh, You know, what are some of those ways that, just so people can kind of familiarize themselves with what you do.
1: Oh, um, basically, like, what is an assistant? Oh, I feel like most people on set yeah. don't like that as well. You know what I'm saying? So um, I normally just try to be more a little bit more chill. Um, also, like, uh, I love, like, schedules, and I love, like, keeping time and stuff like that. And so um, just kind of sort of just staying on that. Um, also, I've noticed that people can actually really read like, your vibes on set. And so as the AD, you kind of sort of set the tone. So if I, like, seem like I'm anxious, then everyone else kind of gets that. But if I'm more relaxed, then, like, most of the people on set will be a little bit more toned. So I just try to keep that vibe. And also, like, you're on set for, what, like, sometimes 12 hours a day with each other. So i like, I don't want to be yelling at someone for, like, 12 hours. Right, right. And so, but um, I think that and then just keeping it positive. Um, I mean, I'm always, like, grateful on every set that I go on. So I'm always just trying to like make sure that like everyone on set is like Cuban and positive too because it's always like a blessing to be able to be on you know each set. So. yeah, oh, I, l- yeah. I-,
0: I love your energy I love your vibe <laughs> and that's, that's, the, that's the thing though is that I've actually never um experienced an assistant director like you because unlike other assistant directors, you read the vibe like what you just said
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know
0: like they're, they're the other assistant directors that I'm that I've known like they're they're still great leaders yeah by yeah, the way yeah, yeah. but they are like rocks to the ocean and that they are unmoved <laughs> oh, and that they're unaffected but the they do not read vibes they just everything out right and they they just they, they are what they are gotcha and, you know <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah but you move like water yeah well because like um before i got started assistant directing um when i was peeing for certain gigs um i just noticed like that role particularly like Most of the assistant directors were just really, like, mean or, like, you know, just having a bad day period, like, all day, like. Right. And so, um, and I noticed, though, that, like, some of the crew had actually, like, affected them. So my thing is, I'm like, well, if, like, your crew, especially, like, the DP, doesn't like you, then, like, that's going to sort of have an issue. And so... Um, I realized that, like, you can get a little bit more done by leading with, like, a little bit nicer, like niceness, you know. And also, like, everyone that's there, like, also just remember everyone's grown. So, I'm like, everyone's grown. They all want to do their job. So, my thing is, like, I'm only here, like, if you're not doing your job. And I'm right. not going to sit up there and, like, go in on you, you know. Is that when you put the foot down? Yeah, but that's normally, like, honestly, like, if I put the foot down, that's, like, legit, like, yo, we're behind schedule. I right? know. <laughs> like, something's really going bad. Or um, if the director's like, hey, like, sometimes the directors get a little bit more antsy, so then they want to speed things up. But um, for the most part, though, like, I just try to, like, go with the wave and then just, like, see, like, when's the best time to, like, interject. Because, like, even just, like, moving talent can be such, like, a... <laughs> it could be a know? lot, yeah. Yeah, like, something yeah. just as simple as that. And so just, like, timing when to, like, grab them. Because my thing is I'm, like, yo, getting them from, like, hair and makeup to set I'm like, well, if they have to stop by the bathroom, they wanna, you know, check their phone really quick. So just like timing all that along with like making sure that they're feeling comfortable. And then you know, so just trying to find that balance, I think.
0: Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um and what are some of the things you do to, to kind of establish that balance? Because that's I think that's actually the biggest thing that assistant directors do. They establish. Whatever it is. Oh, like, whatever the, well, um, well, I think what I, I, think for
1: me, it's just more so, like, once I realize, like, that I could ha- kind of sort of have that power on set, then I just try to make sure that, like, I'm not abusing it. So my thing is, I'm like, well, when I go to set, I just try to normally just lead with, like, you know, hey, everyone, keep it positive. Plus, like, I just don't want to be stuck on set with a bunch of chaos or, like, right. a bunch of, like, you know, an- um, animosity or anything with anyone. So. Sure. Has it happened? um no like for the most part no like i've had to like maybe like reprimand a couple people but like most of the time no like nothing where it's gonna really like burn bridges or anything like that um also just try to be professional too so that's another thing right so my thing is like if i am gonna like have to like chew someone out my thing is i'll make sure to, like pull them aside or something like that so that way like it's still like i'm leading with like you know respect and, sure like, you know that way like if i am going off it's like hey i'm
0: still being respectful i'm going off because there's a legit reason you know i wish that but. was more common because more often than not people do get chewed out in front of others and it, it, it they 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 choose to teach by fire yeah you yeah, know yeah, that yeah. that humiliation factor that motivates that yeah you don't do that
1: though no well because also like my thing is I just don't want that awkwardness on set, too. So, my thing is, I'm like, yo, like, if I just, like, yell and shoot you out, like, even if, like, I'm not, like, having, a, like, even if I'm not really upset, I just know it's going to be awkward for everyone else that's around me. Right. So, I'm like, I just don't really want to deal with all that either. So, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Let me just pull you aside. And then also just, um, I think it's also just about, like, reputation. So, um i don't want to have a bad reputation of like hey like you know right this wrong you know so that way if anything if someone says you know they can't say like he's just a total asshole you know or he just really went off it's like no at least like pulled you aside and i'm gonna explain like hey like you know yeah you know and like things happen on set though so that's another thing like you never know what's gonna you know happen or um because i mean i've been on sets for like oh man like they didn't like strap like the um <laughs> like, all the cords, like, to the, I guess, well, to the ceiling. And so the cords dropped from the ceiling. Oh, my and then, God. Yeah, but then, like, they hit the counter, like, knocked a vase over. I mean, like, some stuff like that. Oh, my so, like, God. So then it's like, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to have to get upset. But then, like, I had to, like, just make sure that, like, I'm leading with, like, respectfulness. But, like. Also, in them know, like, yo, like, this ain't happening no more. <laughs> like right. You know, like, <laughs> plus now we have to find that base to replace. So, yeah. You know. Oh, my God. What so, an expensive
0: mistake. Yeah.
1: You know, so, but like, little things like that will happen. Um, but then also, I just have to also remember that everyone, like, everyone makes mistakes, too. And, and everyone's, like, you know, like, people are people,
0: basically. Yeah, you know? And so. I think that's yeah. very understanding from someone in your position. Yeah. That's really cool. Um. Well, now that we have you saying that on record, I'm going to pull up. I I pulled up. I I've uh, done some research and I found some PAs that have worked under you. Oh, and so Lord, now I'm going to read oh, some testimonials Lord, that oh. uh, that uh, people said about you. Sounds online, y'all. I hope not. You were very forceful. Oh, uh, you sorry. yelled at him in front. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, That's the he thing. Must have I was got the wrong to read No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Different <laughs> Ryan Taylor. Uh, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. You I'm know, kidding. Ask I, ask I have no testimonials videos, as yeah. such. <laughs> uh, but I can I can testify that. Anytime that uh, I was ever asked to be on a set of yours, either as the boom operator or the production assistant, whatever it is, I always got excited.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think that's part of
0: what you've created without you even knowing it. You've created a reputation that when people jump on set, knowing that Ryan Taylor is going to be the assistant director, they get really excited.
1: Oh, dude, that is so nice. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: What did it take for you to get to this point? Um. Well, like while well,
1: I think, um, just like just growing up and like different experiences, like, yeah. um, one thing that I always do a lot is smile until so, like to the point where like sometimes I can't even help it. Oh, you're gonna um, have wrinkles. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> and, but like the best kind of yeah, wrinkles. No, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be aging badly. Hopefully not. No, I'm just, the winner. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, but yeah, like smiling a lot and like I learned that just from like school and. Um, Different adults who were telling me, like, hey, man, like, if you smile, you can get a lot more, like, done with a smile. Just something as simple as that. And so, from that, like, that's when I started to smile, like, all the time. And then, after that, um, I worked, my first job ever was actually at a cupcakery, right? Really? this, though. Yeah. But, like, so, (laughs) here I go, like, right after high school, I'm, like, looking for a job. And so, I see this baking position. So, I'm, like, you know what? Like... I can bake cakes and stuff. Like, you know, my mom saw me some stuff, right? Right. So then I go to the interview, (laughs) and then there are people sitting next to me with, like, portfolios and stuff. So I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, oh, it's like a, like, you know, legit. Like, bakers are here. Like, okay. So I go in the interview, and um, somehow, though, they were really nice um, two sisters. And they loved the fact that I smiled so much. And so they were like, we don't really want to offer you a position in the kitchen, which of course makes sense, because I'm right. like, y'all really don't know what I'm doing. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then they were like, we'd love to offer you a position in the storefront. They wanted you and to be so, the face of the company. Yeah. And so from there, I just got hired on. So then that's how I got that job. Um, and then I waited a couple of weeks, and then like eventually brought me on. And then from there, that's when I started like testing out, like smiling with people, and I realized that like something as simple as that can like have such a meaningful effect. And so, wait, I guess... so how how young how young were you at this point? Oh, so this point, well, no, this was right when I turned seventeen. So and... as
0: young as seventeen, you were already like like playing with your like like almost doing like scientific tests.
1: Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. On... Let me get back to. Okay, so this kind of comes from like also. So I come from a. Interesting family. So my mom is a marriage and family therapist. Oh, wow. And so, um, and then my sister is a clinical psychologist. Yeah. And then my brother is a psych major, but okay. he's also an actor as well. And then my dad, he is a um, social worker. So I'm like, so um, learning just dealing with people like that, I'm just kind of sort of used to. Right. You know, and then my mom, like, learning like, different tricks from them. Of course, like, growing up underneath, like, a therapist or whatever, like, they're going to constantly be on you, you know. Sure. So, um, but that, did that add a lot of pressure? Um, yeah. Oh, it definitely does. It still does. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, um, the thing is though, like, um, I can, I guess credit this to my mom who really got me, um, started with just treating people with niceness because at the job, like I had to, because like the only, like it's funny, but like people really like possessive over food, like food. Um, it's, like, a really big, like, deal for people is okay. what I've noticed. Okay, And so when they come there, they're almost, like, vulnerable. So, like, if you're, like, having a bad date, they legit will be, like, you know, like, so, um, and I'll So come you home. have
0: all the cards here.
1: Yeah, but the only thing is, though, it's, like, uh, well, no, 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 they have the cards. Oh, well, they have the well, cards. Well, like, kind of, so, like, you can affect them, but then, yeah. like, you don't want to piss off the It's a mutual relationship. you need them, yeah. Yeah. So I would come home, and I'm, like, oh, man, like, I have to, like customers all day and like trying to be nice and that's my mom was like don't look at that as like not being who you are just make that who you are and so from then then i just like constantly i basically just adapted that like constant smile right but that way i just kind of sort of got used to it so then um when i was there yeah just treating people with niceness and i learned that like hey like even something as simple as being nice like Customers would come up and say stuff like, Oh, like, you know, just had a really shitty day, but this just made, you know
0: Well, I don't I don't know how you don't smile all the time when you're born in such a place that has the fun name as rancho Cucamonga. oh lord <laughs> well, that's yes, such a so. fun name i i've lived in la all my life and i think i might have heard it but i've never paid attention to it up until this interview oh my goodness yeah <laughs> rancho Cucamonga. yeah how, how was it growing living in there
1: um so it's like uh well growing up is really like your typical like suburban town yeah um, like a lot of the homes will look the same, like kind of okay. like cookie cutter homes. But um, the nice thing is, though, different than here, you will have a backyard. So, wow, yeah, what's like, that like? Yeah, well, that's like pretty different here. Next, <laughs> you know, I'm fighting over, you know, a little balcony. You know, <laughs> like please give me a little. But um, but I mean, it was kind of cool. Um, the only thing is, there's not much to do. So um, growing up, I knew um, like I, I kind of sort of figured that I wanted to go into like the entertainment industry somehow, and so um. I always wanted to, like, kind of sort of maneuver to L.A., but I understand why my parents wanted me to grow up there, just because it's a good place to, like, raise, you know, like,
0: a family. Yeah, my parents had the same uh, kind of approach, because I, I live in Thousand Oaks. Which, which is, is similar, yeah. It's similar. I always say it's that they very
1: similar. You're, like, the West Coast version
0: of... Yeah, Rancho know, Cucamonga. Well, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, in a weird way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you're outside of the city, but then like yeah, did it you know, did it feel like a bubble for you? Yeah. yeah, and it's still so it's kind of weird. But going back, though, it kind of sort of still is. And yeah. So, oh yeah, and definitely. You can kind of sort of get
0: stuck and like trying to like you know. I, I get it. You know, I me being an only child, the world seemed pretty big uh, when I was growing up. Even though I was just in Thousand Oaks. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I and then like I remember like people around me kind of had like this pessimistic attitude toward it, being like, uh. This is such a bubble. I hate it here. And, and I was oh. like, it's not a bubble. You... <laughs> <laughs> then you get older and you're and like, then oh. I and then i went to summer camp and i began to realize like a yeah, it oh, oh, is a bubble. And then, I went to, and then I went to college in San Francisco, I was like, wow, I a little bit of a little bit of a little bit yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: of oh, a yeah, I bit of a of sort of sort Well, no, of some, well, no, of no, sort kind of sort of, um, knew I wanted of just because like my sisters um, lived in LA when I was growing up, and so. Coming down here, I always knew a little bit about L.A. Right. You know, I was like, well, when you come down here, they have, like, so much stuff you can do. Like, you can get to the beach. You can go, you know, like... Sure. Comedy club. Like, anything that you want, even though I was a little kid. Right. But, it, uh, <laughs> are, your, are your sisters in entertainment as well? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. So, um, my sister, she is a um, psychologist. So, she works for... Um, one of the school districts and then she goes basically to like the different schools and does therapy there. And then she's also going to launch her own, um, private practice pretty soon as well oh that's incredible but yeah yeah and then my mom she has her private practice and so it'll be kind of cool if they do merge so who knows yeah yeah so she
0: she definitely got her inspiration from your mom
1: no so oh that well now we'll have to like go from like (laughs) start from basically who i am well jesus you know but um yeah so uh (laughs) look at this can of worms i just unpacked oh my god i am so sorry but no um you know i think the tequila is just just
0: but um no, um, we did not drink tequila. No, I mean, no, yeah, we did. I okay. Well, yeah. I, uh, anyway, no. go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, yeah. So um, well, I'm the youngest in my family. Basically, I'm the baby, and I uh, have two older sisters. One who passed, actually. I'm sorry. Back to hear in that. November. Um, yeah, still like, you know, getting used to everything. That like sort of like definitely hits you. Um, but. Um, so that was my older sister. So, um, and then I have two older sisters, basically, and then an older brother. And then my two older sisters are from my dad's first marriage, and then, um, and then after they divorced, then he um, got married to my mom, and then had me and my brother. And then that was it. But and then I'm, then my mom has two kids. So just me and my brother. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and so, yeah, just kind of sort of growing up, I was kind of sort of lucky because they allowed me to go to school and, like, do film versus, like, everyone
0: else is getting, like, you know, act, you know, like, you yeah. know, sustainable degrees and, like, right. you know, sure. safer degrees, you know. Sure. Yeah. So then it's where like, did you draw your inspiration from?
1: Um, what's weird, though, because, uh, pretty much my whole family is really, like, into it, except for my sisters. Um, but, like, my brother, uh, my brother like acts and sings like he was hold like, on one second. Oh yeah yeah no
0: oh. I didn't know what that was. Oh I think that was like a do you wanna do you want to start tr- that do you want to start oh, yeah, what you yeah, were yeah, saying yeah. over again I'm sorry. Um
1: yeah yeah So um well uh I got my inspiration basically through my brother well my whole family's basically kind of sort of had uh ties to like the entertainment. Um my dad was a musician actually really yeah what did he play? Um, oh, he played a lot. He played like a lot of instruments. He played like piano. He played uh, French horn, trumpet, wow, like okay. yeah, most of the brass instruments um, and piano. And then um, he was really pursuing a career in music um, up until I guess like his like, mid-20s and then he kind of sort of got married and um, had my uh, had my older sister. And then from there kind of sort of slowed down. So he ended up switching over and then Going to school for health administration, and then that kind of sort of led somehow right. to him becoming a um, social worker. But he had like so he, growing up, he really pushed us the music, like on the musical side. So, I see, and so that's how like I started like playing the alto sax and like. So, um so You're he, a saxophonist. I, yes, I am. Yeah. Wow. So well, I don't know saxophonist I don't. I don't want to like sit up there. And be you like, played you know, the sax. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because I don't want people to be like, you know what? And I get to busting out, you know, and then you know, right. Do you but still play? I do. Well, uh, yeah, I do play um, like every now and then. Um, I was playing a lot more when I was in college because okay. I was in the Marching Man. Uh, I had
0: no idea. Yeah. Because that's when I met you, is when you were still in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: like, yeah, I would do both. So um, I think when you met me, you met me on the off season. So because we would do I see. Uh, Marching men like in the fall and then okay. spring is when I would just try to hop on as many
0: films. Yeah, as okay. Got and it. So,
1: but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. And so, um, yeah, so just got through, uh, uh, back to what I was saying in regards (laughs) to the musical side. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of sort of got a lot of my musical side from my dad. Um, Also, my mom, I think she played the piano a little bit growing up, Um, and then she had wanted to go into comedy, but then, like, that kind of sort of, like, went away, I guess, or, Mm. like, she had not been able to... Um. Well, she she actually wanted to be like a radio host, basically. And oh, so like, but then also like use like her comedic skills on there. Yeah. Okay. Um. But then that kind of sort of like didn't pan out as much, and so um. But then she's though, even though she sort of like stepped out of like the industry, she always encouraged me and my brother to really step into it. And so, um, I mean, growing up, we were those kids at every like family event yo, you've got 30 minutes to get a routine together. Or, you know, like, something's coming at you, you know. So we're constantly, like, always kind of sort of, like, thriving towards that. Um, And so, yeah, so from there, it's really, uh, like, where my backing in the industry kind of sort of,
0: like, developed a little bit. That's very cool. And I remember you mentioned you had a a brother who kind of inspired you in terms of acting. Yeah. Specifically to move towards film.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it actually, it's kind of sort of weird how, like, Spinagoed its way there, but yeah, um, yeah, like, uh, so my brother, he had started taking these acting classes and like ran it. like He didn't tell me, but when he had went to meet with the coach or whatever, he had recommended me. And then, like of course, I was young, so I was like, oh, well, like, I'm just gonna do it. And also, like, my, my older brother was doing it, so I'm like, definitely wanted to do it. Then, as soon as I did the first class, like, fell in love with it. And so, then we that's how it pretty much just like started from there. Um, And then through high school, I just did like a lot of auditions and stuff like that. Um, And like a couple like commercials, uh, music videos, um, and then a feature film called The Young Believers. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, And then um, from there, though, it was around like senior year, my parents were like, all right, bro. Like, so you're about to graduate. You need to figure out what you're about to do. Right. So they're like, you need to go to school. And at first, I was like, "Well, I just want to do like just acting." And they're like, "No, no, no! You need to make sure that you go to school just to make sure you have some type right. of backing." Yeah. Um, so I was like, "Well, okay. Well, I'm gonna somehow meet them in the middle somewhere." So I was like, "I want to go to school, but still have relate to what I'm trying to do." And so I was like, "Well, I want to go into film." And so and the reason why I chose film was because I got started in film through the church, um, and that was when I was like 12. Wow. Yeah. So as young as 12. Is you when were, I like jumped into the film, yeah, through, through your church, yeah, through my church, yeah, okay, they, uh, yeah. So um, shout out to Cathedral Praise, okay, um, and so um, and the pastor's Craig Johnson, um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, they allowed me to yeah, like as young as twelve, I was uh, on the cameras, and so that's when I fell in love with like cameras, and then I remember like the first like like one of the first services when I was up there and I saw like my shot hit the screen I'm like oh my god y'all like that's me like you know that frame right there that was all me you know <laughs> so but I'm like let me keep it cool and church. That's a cool
0: that's a cool feeling
1: Yeah so and then from there like they slowly um allowed me to get used to like the technical um I'm mean, like the switchboard um in the back and so by the time um I want to say I, I want to say I'll, like a year later, so by the age thirteen, they allow me to actually start directing some of the services. So I'd be in the back, like on the switchboard,
0: and then I'd be telling the cameras like where, like which shots to get. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, so from what I gather, then you were the you're an assistant director, an actor, a saxophonist, a family man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> director and priest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about the priest part. No, 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 but no, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, trying to keep
1: it going, yeah, that way you don't get bored. But, <laughs> you know, or maybe we need to get them live together. One of the two, you know, who knows, who knows? Who yeah, really knows. right. But, um. But yeah, and so, and then from there, um, that's how I got started into film and then went to school for it. Because um, I was like, hey, I kind of sort of love like what I'm doing at the church, so I was like, I'd love to just do that in a bigger uh, scheme. And I realized that, hey, like that also ties into acting, so it just kind of sort of worked perfectly.
0: I mean, so. that's that's great. <laughs> see, I think that the major theme that I've been kind of like picking up on though is that in the world of practical jobs uh, and how they relate to your family. What is kind of leaking through the seams is the artistic ability of your family. And I think oh, that's really yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, 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 which is really cool. And like as I get older, like I learn more and more about them. And so like noticing just how like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I thought they were just all like business side. Then i realizing like, oh, you also come from like a little bit of like the entertainment side as well. Sure. So it gives them a chance to kind of sort of, um, well, it helps me out because then they're able to understand me a little bit more. Right. Like, what my passions are and like, I don't want to pursue, but yeah.
0: I think that's so cool. So, yeah, yeah. I kind of sort of really lucked out with that because I'm like, Lord. Right. It seems like, though, like you kind of talk a lot about like uh, practicality in film. and I think I recognize that at a, at a fairly early age. So I can I relate is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, I tried creating a company called Channel Thrive and Really, the only client, the only real client that I had was my dad. (laughs) Oh, I'd make videos for at least he supported, yeah. Yeah, He was very supportive, you know. I I made videos for his company and I put them on YouTube, and each one would get about maybe 20 views. And they were supposed to be like, yeah, they were supposed to be like, exactly, yeah. So it was like, it was like an early beginning, and it was like, I I was learning how to make commercials, you know. And I channel thrive, it, it earned, you know, maybe. 200 bucks between like the four videos that i made oh wow still nice though. yeah hey, you know at that so at that age that was like oh boy they do yeah i well, earned you a, made money for your videos so yeah just... i'm a professional it felt good it. but then like you know i've kind of i've kind of let go of that let go of that entrepreneurial spirit for a while and then this podcast is actually a part of the entrepreneurial spirit because now i'm you know as you guys heard at the beginning of this episode it has a sponsor uh, oh. and it's you know it's it's me learning uh, the the total uh, the total spectrum that this that this podcast can be and that's a really cool feeling thing. yeah yeah, yeah it's imagine. a really cool feeling yeah, that yeah. just that entrepreneurial spirit yeah though. yeah because yeah, you've seen your hard work like kind of sort of right yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's neat. I, you know I don't did did, did did you ever try to like uh, do, do business with your family in any way or? um
1: yeah I mean they still actually want me to do business with them so. how so oh my goodness there's so many we have so many ideas so. do you yes yeah, so I'm like working on my LLC to get my production company going really yeah there's so m- yeah there's like so many ideas so um just gotta like continue seeking out all the funding though for these ideas right you know so yeah. cause you can always think of stuff but then making sure to get the funding but then as long as you have like the vision you can work towards sure like, so I. Are you gonna look for investors then, or are yeah, you gonna look? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, um, because actually, uh, just finished a Christmas film. Really? Yeah, a Christmas feature film, and so I'm um, just polishing up the script a little bit more, and then I want to start maybe bringing on some producers and stuff like that. Oh, you mean you wrote the script? Uh, yeah, I wrote the script. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought you yeah, meant yeah. you assistant director. Oh no, 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 okay. No, no. Yeah, so I wrote the script, but okay, but then also we'll get back to assistant directing in a second. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I wrote that script, and so um. Hopefully soon. I have one investor so far. and I okay. just want to sort of continue to get some more investors. Um, and then hopefully maybe be in production like ne- the beginning of next year if possible. Yeah. You know, yeah. So
0: You know what? This wasn't, a, <laughs> this wasn't a topic that I was actually expecting to talk about, but what does it take to acquire an investor for a film?
1: Oh, well, honestly, like it, it honestly can just be sort of like a array of like different ways because i've heard of people getting money <laughs> in a bunch of different ways yeah and so and, and each investor can be in different uh be different so um honestly if you have a relationship though with someone maybe and like a close relationship um another thing though because i'm going to still be securing more investors so another thing is just um having a um like i have like a pitch book so i just want to show them that hey like i'm legit like Like, I'm legit working towards this. This isn't something that, like, you're going to just be wasting your money on or anything like that. Well, like, not on my end. I'm going to do everything that I can. Right. I don't know. Hopefully it'll get sold. But, like, you know, in terms of production side, it'll get made. Yeah. (laughs) So there will be, like, a finished product. But, um, so, um, I think that I just, um, like, all the investors that I have gone to and then that I'm planning to continue to go to, I just want to sort of show them that, like, hey, like, you can trust me with this. Um, and then, like, also just like, um, also just investors in other ways too. I mean, like, um, having friends who have like, like, a ton of equipment, like you know. So mm. it's like, even if you can't just get the money, my thing is like, also like, I want to have like high quality equipment. So yeah, um, networking too, just to see like, hey, like, if you have some good equipment, would you let me borrow it, or can I bring you on, or you know, something sure. like that?
0: But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. No, I I think that. If you use your strongest asset, which, if people on the other end can't tell what it is, it's your positivity. Oh, yeah. You know, if to. you use your strongest <laughs> you, asset uh, with your approach to acquiring these investors and, and networking with them. I'm sure you'll get what you need to make get this film off its feet. Hopefully, yeah. That's, that's what I'm very hoping. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool, so man. we'll see.
1: Yeah. Next, you know, a couple months from now, then talk to me. And then you're like, what in the world? At? No. Truly <laughs> a
0: jack of all trades, though. but assistant directing, of course, it's is what your, I do
1: mainly right is now. Your main yeah. Day. Yeah. And so, um, actually, I'm on a shoot that's going to be coming up at the end of this month. Um, we're going to be shooting in Sacramento. Okay. Um, so just been kind of sort of getting prepped for that. Um, and one, uh, one of the cool things about assistant directing is that, like, different than, because before, um, when I first started assistant directing, I also wanted to produce as well, and I realized producers are stressed from, like pre production
0: through pre-post-production
1: yeah it's so a lot it's, yeah so i'm like you know what i really don't want to deal with that and then and so, after
0: post-production distribution yeah
1: so it's like woo, like until the film is really like making money really yeah, then it's yeah. like you're
0: just stressed producers get stressed out. movies they made two movies ago yeah yeah
1: because it's like well uh, it's it's a
0: lot is that it's, yeah it's, producers are they get a it, like, they get a lot of heat they especially really do these days yeah, yeah.
1: And I don't know if they um, get as much, like, recognition as they deserve, but, like, producers, if you have a good one, they actually do a lot of work when you really... Well, I guess they do, though. I mean, they do get some Oscars, but... And there are other roles, of course, on set that don't get enough praise, you know?
0: Well, don't you think the best producer is the producer who doesn't have to work because he's just that good at delegating? Yeah, and efficient. Yeah, 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 yeah. being efficient. I mean, of course... He then, or she will eventually well, have what I'm to do something. Like, like if you find something. someone who's
1: organized, like yeah. anytime I find like an organized producer, I'm like, ooh, let me just make sure that I keep them, you know? Right. Because it, it makes such a difference. Because, it totally does. You know, if they, if you know where is at, even just like organizing like paperwork, like if you know where all the files are, that is like such a big deal, you know? So it's like right. that way, me doing the call sheets, I already know where to get the, all the crew, you
0: know, info and all that stuff like that. But
1: yeah, that's it's yeah. great.
0: It's so awesome. Um. And what's the next step for you then, as a filmmaker? I mean, you're currently an assistant director. Where is your career going at this point?
1: Um. Ooh. Honestly, you know, see, I used to like make so like have such strict plans for myself, like, and then I realized, like, yo, life be taking you, which you know, sure. So, um. But then the beauty of that is, like, so far it's like been leading me in a good direction. So I'm like, I'm just kind of sort of trusting the process. But, um, I think like right now my goal is to still continue assistant directing just because I love being on set. And so um, I know a lot of times they say, like, um, assistant directors shouldn't want to direct. I, of course, still want to make my own content. And right. So my thing is, though, like, hey, like, I'm if I'm shooting my own content, I might be shooting it maybe, like, a couple months out of the year. But, like, yeah. on my off time, though, I do want to still be on set and, like, yeah. you know, and I love, and it's kind of sort of like having, like, both sides. I love, like, being creative, but then also I love, like, taking the schedule together and like, you know, and then pulling the pieces together because it's kind of cool to see like how, um, you know, once you pull everything together, once you get to production or like at the end of production, you see, yo, we got fruit, you know, sure. And seeing the finished project is such a rewarding feeling. So, um, kind of sort of just wanted to make sure I keep that going. So I see myself still, um, assistant directing in the future. Um, but also still, um, doing a lot of like my own content as well. I still want to, can push, um, push that out as well. Right. And um, I think the beauty of assistant directing, though, is it keeps me on set, so it keeps me, like, learning. That way, for my own content, I'm, like, learning from other directors that I'm watching, but also just, like, even just the daily logistics of, like, what can go wrong on set, you know? Sure. And seeing, you know, that one prep for my own film. That way, you know, I can even be an
0: asset towards, like, the producers and stuff, because I'll have a little more experience but yeah yeah definitely speaking of that organization organization you know what are some of the steps that you take to really make sure that what you're doing has a plan oh um oh man uh i would honestly
1: i would say prayer like prayer yeah like i i think people really sleep on it um but i like it actually works for me i would say so i pray a lot so, really okay because like, there are some days where like even on set I'm like Lord I don't know what can I you know what can I like what can I do so at that point you just like pray so I just kind of sort of just pray that like I'm leading myself to the right direction like leading myself to the right people you know um so yeah I would say that I'm um, also just like listening to like my family and then just like being attentive like just paying attention to like how i'm affecting others so my thing is i'm like yo does it seem like i'm on the right track or like does stuff seem a mess so just kind of sort of stepping my like stepping back a little bit and looking like yo like am i headed down a messy road or like am i you know headed down the correct path so i think that's
0: i think that's really beautiful oh what does a typical prayer of yours sound like oh well it, it just depends
1: on the situation like, sure yeah sure. like you know if i'm running late it's like lord please let me get there on time <laughs> like, lord please clear the traffic don't let me get a ticket because like i know i'm about to be going 90 but lord bear with me now you know so it could be that or um even just like on a good day if it's like a positive day um just like praying, and just like thanking him for like allowing me to be able to, yeah, even, you know, assist and direct, and then also just like the beauty of even like when I go on set, like I always pray on like every day before each shoot, because okay. like when I tell you, like so much stuff can go, you know, wrong. Oh yeah. That you don't, you know, and within oh, those yeah. twelve hours plus, like there's so much money that gets spent making the film. Sure. So then of course everyone's even more, you know, um, tense over it. So I just normally say a prayer on my way to every. Um, shoot and then just ask that like yeah, lord like let the shoot go smoothly and bless the project <laughs> you know yeah so,
0: it, yeah <laughs> every every project needs a blessing because Yay. if you've worked in film you know that uh, that murphy's law 100 yeah. percent exists <laughs> yeah, it really does no, it i remember it really does i remember when i was making my thesis for my film it was the day before and i was with the person who was gonna be the crafty and uh you know just 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 the, just the the chef for my for my project yeah. and we were going through Costco together and buying all the food when i get this call and answer the call and it's the guy who's in charge of the cinema department he calls me and he says uh yeah so the soundstage uh is ha- it has maintenance tomorrow so we can't do your shoot and i <laughs> just about had a heart attack yeah, because 80% of my film 80 fucking percent of my film <laughs> was in that soundstage. <laughs> and so, and so I started to, and also my, my project was due Jesus. like the next day. Well, not, oh not, my God. Sorry, not, not, not the project, just, just, just the dailies. Dailies. The, your, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like just like the, just yeah, like the shot. That's another thing right. about, yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? And I remember <laughs> yelling at him in the middle of Costco on my phone next to this crafty person who's just oh, dang, pulling oh, lasagna dang. off the shelf. Oh damn! <laughs> and like people are looking at me like, "What's this poor guy doing?" This is about being a producer, by the way. It's okay. <laughs> 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 <He's> stressful. <laughs> And so finally he says to me, "You know what? I'm going to ask the maintenance guys to come in next weekend, so that way you can do your project." I'm like, "So why didn't you, you do that in the first place?" If right. Schedule. Right. You see? Seriously, it yeah, wasn't a big. D- if it wasn't that big of a deal of a change, why did you bother <laughs> me with the stress? I just lost three years <laughs> off my life because of you. Oh my goodness! Thank yeah, you very much. You see,
1: well, see, that's another reason why. That's another thing about like, um, yeah, like the film industry is just like, yeah, dealing with stuff like those phone calls, right. and Like
0: yeah it's a stressful job i don't know how any producer out there lives a long really doesn't yeah, you know, because I had heard that
1: um, assistant directors have the lowest life expectancy oh rate, God. right? So then I didn't so, know that. Yeah, and someone was telling me that, but I was like, "Y'all are not about." See, that's another reason I keep it cool on set too, is because I'm like, "Y'all are not about to be killing me." <laughs> so, like, we're not about to get riled up because I don't want all that stress, right? Because, but then also, though, I think about yo, producers really they'll have to unless they get good at delegating. Then, if you have enough people, right? Then like you shouldn't have to,
0: right? So but, what what's um, from your standpoint? What's the most stressful thing? About your job.
1: Oh, man. It honestly just depends on the shoot. Like, I've been on shoots where, like, like one shoot I was on, um, kind of recently, the makeup artist just doesn't show up. And so, and, like, we're shooting, like, deep in the valley, like, not too far from here, but, like, pretty deep in the valley, I want to say. Uh, like, a little bit north of he- up here. And they were like, hey, and this was during the week, I want to say, as well. Um, and they were like, well you're going to need to find someone to come in and we need to start rolling. We're supposed to start rolling at like, I want to say 10 o'clock. And <laughs> this is like at eight o'clock and I just got two set. So like 30 <laughs> minutes goes by and then I'm like, oh, um, makeup artist is in here. So I'm like, what's going on? So then like no phone call, no nothing. So I'm like, what in the world? And then I'm like trying to keep it cool for the director so that like <laughs> she doesn't lose her shit. Yeah. But I'm like, yo. like, And then like the actor shows up, but she shows up not even close to camera ready because right. she's under the impression that we're going to have, you know, the full team. <laughs> so she has no makeup on, no <laughs> hair. And on top of that, it was um, a black film as well. So like, um, looking for a makeup artist was kind of sort of an issue, but then also making sure that no one could they just do um black makeup but also just hair in total too yeah as well that's a lot a big deal yeah, yeah. so they were like so this is like at eight thirty. i want to say when i like start calling and then it gets to about i want to say about 9 30 and then this is when they're like f- freaking out so they're like you know what ryan um we're gonna need to find someone to come in and so thankfully though like i knew to like they're like Shout out to Facebook, even though, like, I know a lot of people, like, you know, yeah on social media. It did save lives because, like, I was like, going <laughs> to put out a post and, then like, get someone up there. But, like, getting someone to the valley, like, I'm, like, with all the traffic. Right. And they're, like, we need someone here within an hour. Whoa. So, and then also, this was going to be a one-day shoot, so which I was also nervous because I'm, like, oh, my God, like, we have to get everything done. Um, but thankfully I was able to find someone. The person came. Right. A little bit past one hour, so it pushed the production aside. But just stuff like that, I think. Yeah. Um, it keeps you, like, on your toes. So I kind of sort of love it and hate it because it keeps me like, ooh, like, okay, now I gotta, like, think fast, like, how the hell, you you know.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, good thinking with using Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, you're just talking about the freelance
1: page. Yeah, like any, I'll just use all of those and like reach out to friends with it being, like, Los Angeles, there are so many people here that work in the
0: industry or want to work in the industry. Right. So you should be able to find somebody. As opposed really to, to, like, let's say this film was happening in, like, Kansas. Yeah. Then I would be like, you know what? Bullshit. Just, you know, we need canceled. someone to fly here right now. <laughs> yeah. Get here now. And that
1: would be fun. You know, who knows how to do any makeup, you know? Right. Run to the store and grab any wig you can get. But, you know? Like, we're going to make it work. Right. But um, so I say, yeah, like stuff like that. Um, Just each shoot just can be different and you get thrown different stuff. And either it could be, sometimes it could be like logistical issues or it can also just be like, like I've had
0: like sometimes talent might just have a nervous breakdown on set almost. You've yeah. had to deal with nervous breakdowns? Yeah. How, then, how, how do you deal with that? Well, you know, well, actually, you probably are a pro at this because you're. My family, yeah.
1: See, that's another, but see, I,
0: so I normally try to keep that like on the low
1: because then next to know people on set, but it happens all the time. People they want to start to like you know open up, but um, yeah, like just dealing with that, like, um, I think that's another thing is just being an 80. I think a smart thing to do is. Try to keep as much stuff as you can away from the crew, right. just because the crew are naturally going to want to know what's going on. Sure, so they're going to ask you issues. So, if, like something like that's happening. Like just finding the balance of saying like, "Yo, we can't shoot right now," but then not trying to say like, because homegirl is like, <laughs> just like she can't get herself together. She's like, right, nervous for the scene or you know. So, um, and uh, and I know that it could be like oh she you know I know some people might say like oh she's not professional but I think just like in general I think you just never know if someone's just having a bad day it could just be a really shit day so then I'm like you know that's why though I say you pray on the way to sex yeah I just need you to deal
0: with it because like this is a lot but well well, what's one of the what's one of the ways that an assistant director can screw up the set oh well uh, there are
1: a lot of ways one thing is like you legit keep the time so if you slip up in regards to time, like, that just affects everyone. So even if, like, I already relax myself for even five minutes, that can totally make a break. So constantly trying to make sure that, like, I'm moving everything, but then also, like, keeping friendly and, like, so I know people want to, like, naturally, like, chat and stuff like that. So still, like, working out, like, talking, you know, but then also... Because I think some directors, they'll do... Like, it'll be, like, either they will be maybe, like, two nice like some of the instructors will be too strict and so my thing is naturally like some of the crew are going to want to have some type of conversation so just trying to find that balance of like keeping it moving but if not and like you get too relaxed then you can just totally let the time slip by and then you screw up the whole shoot because nothing gets shot in time right so um i think just really like harboring on time um something that is really big is also like just as simple as like showing up To set on time, which, like, I have had some slip-ups, which is not okay. Right. So, normally, I try to be on time as much as possible, but, like, you know L.A., but I realize, though, now, like, if I am going to shoot stuff, just try to, like, leave even more, like... Oh, yeah. You know, just hell, just, like, leave, like, an hour and a half or,
0: you know... It's funny. I picked up this moral... Like, I remember, like, when I was in my fraternity in college, they always weighed this moral on me, which was... To be early is to be on time. And to be to on time, time is, is to be late. And, and to, to, be be late to be late is to be forgotten.
1: Oh well, well I had unacceptable, but
0: unforgotten though, was a good one. Yeah, but it's to be forgotten. Worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, you know, like, bro, you're not even here. Like, right. And so I remember, like, once I heard that, I'd be there like, like not just ten minutes early. I'd be there like twenty minutes early, thirty oh, well, minutes early. Yeah, you know, just whatever, in it, case, whatever yeah. it took. You know, yeah, just. In... And then like it's always despicable to me, even. When I've dealt with situations where, like, the producer, the director, whoever it is, is on is late, and I've been on oh, sets like yeah, that, oh yeah, 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 it's like, I'm sorry, I thought you cared about this production, exactly, yeah, because that's that, it puts a moral weight on you. It's like, why are you even? Uh, the producer if, if you don't you're not taking it serious right yeah I mean I get that, that... no
1: no because of LA but I, and yeah see, that's another thing that I had to like make sure that I like understood too was that like as an AD I can't just be showing up late and then harboring everyone else to right. be on time because then it's like yo how are you gonna tell me you know to be yeah. on time if like yo ass is like strolling in you know? <laughs> <laughs> after, oh what did I miss yeah like after <laughs> everything's set up here I am you know what so can we make sure that <laughs> (laughs) like you know we already did that bro sit down (laughs) but but yeah um yeah yeah, i get what you're saying though just making sure um just to like be on time and like you know because it's definitely bad i think um if like any of like the other crew members show up before you um shout out though to like the makeup and like the wardrobe stylist though because they're normally chill so like if they show up really normally they don't really give me too many sure like issues right so um, shout out to them. Keep being great.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I find that makeup artists are always pretty chill. Yeah, they really are. And yeah. uh, sometimes too chill, which can be like yeah, yeah. yeah. But then,
1: like, they're always, like, the fun ones to go to. True. The only thing is, like, I can talk a lot. So, I'm, like, I can't, like, stand <laughs> right. next to you. So, then they I'll, become a distraction. Yeah. And, like I said, <laughs> in regards to, like, you can't get too comfortable because of time. So, I'm, like, oh, man, like, I can't hang up in here yeah. because, like, you know.
0: I think but, inadvertently the makeup artists and wardrobe become therapists. <laughs> yeah, in
1: a way. Yeah, it will be. Especially for, like, the talent because they're going to hear all of this stuff. Right. You know? Oh, well, a lot of the stuff. If you're gonna really hear some, well, that and sound, because I know sound probably hears a lot too. But
0: oh, we hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> although, although I, I will say, I have a whenever I've been asked to to be a freelance production sound mixer, I always tell talent and I tell anyone else who has to deal with my department that I have a strict privacy policy. Oh, good. so you're some share that. some sound mixers ruin it for all of us, and it's something that I want to make more public in the sound mm. mixing community, which is. Our ability to infringe on people's privacy. Uh, like, 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 yeah. like like, an actress can leave their has to leave their love kit on when they use the bathroom yeah, when they jump anything, off set yeah. to yeah. answer a phone call oh, they got bubble guts right <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, the, all the, <laughs> bubble guts I like that <laughs> but like the first thing the first thing I tell them is like listen if you are about to jump off set because you need to answer a private phone call or you're about to go use the restroom just let me know and I'll turn your input off And that's oh, simple nice, as that nice, you nice, know man. Yeah. and I wish that that was a part of the etiquette there is no required etiquette for any department uh, to keep it in in film unless of course you're union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even so, like that's not a union standard. No, and, and there's it should always be. someone that's going to snatch like right. someone's going you know. <laughs> to,
1: yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: you know. There's like 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 Bree Bree Larson uh from uh, uh Mrs. Uh, sorry, uh Captain Marvel. Oh She yeah. uh came out with this article like early this year saying Uh, actresses should now be putting on their own lav mics. Oh, really? And it was like... Oh,
1: well, also because I think, like, the touching situation. Right. Yeah.
0: I I get that, but... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely like an... It's problematic.
1: Yeah. It's very problematic. And it takes... Well, because also it's your equipment and, like, you don't want them breaking in, especially if they don't know how to, like, properly utilize it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because I've actually been noticing that, um... And it just kind of sort of just, like, snuck in, like, I've just been noticing more and more on sets, like, even, like, a lot of soundies, like, they just don't want to touch the talent, or, like, it's just a really big ordeal where they're like, hey, I need you to, like, come here, and, and I understand why they're doing it, and I totally right. understand that, right. but I understand what you're saying, like, it can become problematic if if talent's like, hey, I don't want you to mic me up, any you know.
0: I, I will say that the etiquette has to come uh both ways, and, and here's how I'm going to say it. Uh, to my sound mixer brothers and sisters out there, uh, we need to approach talent in a much more professional way that comes from the approach of a doctor, mm-hmm. where the Make doctor the will tell you, I am now going to touch this part of your body. To don't ensure alone, that you do not have a sickness. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, they yeah. the doctors are very communicative. They tell you um, what they're going to do. Before, yeah. <laughs> right. Don't just gra- so yeah. don't just start grabbing actresses yeah. and, <laughs> it's like, and putting a mic on, because then yeah. it's going to feel like an invasion of their body. It's going to fluster no them. Their performance is not going to be as good. On the other hand, though, I think that talent needs to, uh, A, hold sound mixers to that standard, saying just please communicate what you're doing. Yeah, You know, clearly lay out what your expectations are and then be relaxed be you know relax yeah. a little bit you know yeah. men and women you know i think that you know it's we've kind of made a very polarizing atmosphere and you know it, it no one needs to be punished for a misdemeanor yeah yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know yeah so
1: no, yeah, because I've just been... Um, that's one of the things I'm glad you brought that up, because I've been noticing that on set. And so um, even, like, with kids, that's another big deal, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I worked with talent, and, like, every time... And then we had, like, two talents so like, try to mic them up. Like, they have to, like... Soundies have to run over to me and say, like, hey, like, I have to, like... I need a witness, you know? A and witness? So, yeah, I've been noticing that, too. Like, um, especially if it's a... um, Like, let's say if it's a male um, sound person who... Is micing up a female talent? And okay. That, like them come over and say, "I just need someone to witness that way." Well, because they just want to make sure that like it's not said that they're touching someone in the wrong way.
0: Yeah, that. I mean, so, I, mean I, I I I see what you're saying, and I I guess you know uh, that's fine. It just but you're saying that it has to come to this. Yeah, I, yeah, it has to come to this, yeah. and that's it's sad. And yeah. if that's what makes you feel better as an actor, then then so be it. But yeah. understand that they're just trying to do their job, as just you're just trying, trying to do your and job. That's what, and, and I think, you know, when production companies need to be able to work as a team, as opposed to uh, a survival of the fittest, type. of the fittest type situation. situation. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah.
1: And I think that's another, th- I think mainly just building that trust on set, I think because of everything that's been happening, right? people have lost that trust. Um, so everyone just get your shit together. <laughs> like, what, you know,
0: yeah. that way, you know, cause it hinders us, you know, right. like what can a, what can an assistant director do to, to establish that trust?
1: um i think maybe just like uh like even when i get on to set i try to like during that um safety meeting just get everyone like get your names going around get everyone used to it um but what i want to start doing is just maybe like introducing well i have been doing that too lately so actually i don't i have been doing that but like <laughs> <laughs> goodness like i was so like why you to get it together but, i gotcha yeah but um so just uh even like bringing the sound Um, like, the sound used to the talent as soon as they get there and just having them meet with each other to see if they can, like, make sure they gel well. Um, And I think um, one thing that I I wanted just to stress, I think, just to the set, is that, hey, like, we're on in Because sometimes, I mean, there are times where, like, even recently I was on a shoot and, like, like, they have to do quick changes and stuff like that. And so I'm like, hey, like, I know, like, they have to do that protocol, but I'm like, yo, like, I need to get them mic'd up, like, now. You know? But I know that they have to, like, be gentle, you know, and watch how they're touching or, like, you know, and handle everything with care. But it just kind of sort of – it, it kind of sort of sucks that, like, it's kind of sort of at that because before it's, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, we've got so many, like, times you guys have to change. And, like, every time you change, you have to unmike, So then re in you. And then if you have to be, like, oh, like, I need someone to witness this. Yeah. Or, like, you know. I think as soon as you get there, just say, hey, yo, I'm just trying to do my job. I really don't
0: care. Like sure. I really
1: you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just here, like if you do feel uncomfortable, let me know.
0: Or if you don't want me, you know. Yeah. Um
1: but yeah, I think just kinda of sort of doing that.
0: All right, Ryan. I want you to admit it. I want you to admit that sound is your least favorite department. Oh, <laughs> oh well, 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 I don't know. If I would say Lee's, but you it just might not be the face. I'm just, I'm just playing. Shout out to the soundies. Actually, I actually have
1: a, a lot of good friends who are soundies. So okay. Um, yeah. Um, I think just like with crew in general, just how I kind of sort of. Oh, I don't know if I. Well, I just kind of sort of look at the world as like you know, like everyone is just like yeah, that like everyone's you know, and then every then there are like good like um. And there were good people. So, like, I look at that even when it comes to set. Like, hey,
0: like, (laughs) there were good soundies and bad soundies. I I, I will say, I will confess, uh, this is my confessional. Uh, I used to be racist towards gaffers and grips and electrics, and now I'm not. The G and E teams are pretty great. And, yeah. You know, like Oh,
1: shout out to the G they are actually amazing, yeah. They
0: are pretty amazing. Yeah. And I, I think I just was a little jealous and I'm not that way anymore. No, and you, I am you so sorry. Them, get that C stand, <laughs> you see, befriend them so you get that
1: C stand. Right. And you don't have to worry about your arms.
0: I I, I became not racist to them when <laughs> I uh I became tolerant to them. <laughs> <laughs> when I was hired as a sound stage manager.
1: Oh, Because a yeah, soundstage yeah, it's
0: a really manager, work. it's a crazy job by the way, but you're essentially the production liaison, the grip, the electric, and the janitor and the key holder to whatever facility you're working on all at the oh, same time. Wow. Yeah. In one job. And it's kind of terrible. <laughs> but it's uh, kind of cool, yeah. But because I got that G and E experience through being a soundstage manager, packaged in with everything else, I grew a newfound respect for G and E. So shout out to G and E. You guys are great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They
1: get work Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many, like, positions that don't get enough credit. Oh, yeah. the G&E, they, like, they legit get worked. Right. Because like, oh, I'm having yeah. to yell either at them or, like, at the DPA, like... Get that light up now, <laughs> like right. You know, so. And then you
0: wonder, like, like people, like, are always like, oh, "G and is so slow," and it's like, no, yeah. they're not. They're exhausted because they just spent the entire morning. They're actually moving, <laughs> yeah. You know, they they yeah. didn't really get much of a breakfast. <laughs> they went right to work setting no. up your sa- your stage. No, bro. yeah, you know. So
1: that's why, like, I try to stay on, like, making sure that there's like good crafty, yeah,
0: and good, like, right. I'm like,
1: at least if they have everything they need, they won't like get too mad at me like pushing
0: but that's an unsung hero too is like the crafty and food yeah that's why a good producer
1: right find a producer you can get good crafty
0: yeah and like yeah it was actually really cool there was this one uh crafty what do you call them like crafty managers what do you call them just they're just crafty right yeah this one lady i i have her business card still she gave it to me but I worked with these two different producers who used the same crafty person. I saw the same crafty person two weeks in a row. Oh, wow. And what she would do is she would spend all night uh, oh, prepping. prepping, turning her entire kitchen into a restaurant Oh damn. and would get everything ready. And then as soon as the shoot started, she had like... Homemade fried chicken for us. Oh wow! And yeah, she like really she had legitimate oh, Jesus, food. You know, and then she—what she, <laughs> else did she have? She had, she had like corn ready for us. Oh wow! So she gave us like like this legitimate package nice, nice also said. do you remember uh alana spiegel's yeah, mom so on continue producers yeah because oh my god they really hooked us up yeah, yeah. that Shout was out to alana and, yeah yeah and uh, her mom her mom was the sweetest sweetest human being i i loved i loved her mom and, yeah. and my parents met her parents by the oh, way really yeah super randomly oh, well,
1: do you guys live near or uh you
0: know? i actually don't know if we live near each other i think oh, there was okay. just some event that they just happened to be At the same time, I have to double check what that was. But it was so cool because, like, on that shoot, I had never experienced a on-set Shabbat oh and yeah Alana's mom Same. <laughs> <laughs> did you partake in that
1: uh you know yeah they allowed me to a little bit oh that's cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah because yeah. they were like hey
0: since it's here so right yeah, yeah. so we, oh, next thing di- oh, sorry. and I was like oh me and like six other people were like celebrating Shabbat <laughs> yeah, never, on set yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's never happened before that was just so cool <laughs> pretty dope yeah yeah. Are. and that was a that was a shoot that I thought was gonna be a miserable experience and oh. it totally was not no right What like, it was like 8pm call time to yeah. what was <laughs> like, the wrap time
1: oh um, um, well, we were supposed to be, like, 12, but we wrapped each day early. Right. So, yeah, I think we were wrapping by, like, 2 each day. Yeah, 2 in the morning. Yeah, 2 or th- yeah. I remember
0: during that shoot, I was nocturnal. Oh, yeah, because you had to stay up. You had to
1: stay up. Yeah. It's oh, crazy. so that, that shoot was, yeah, that was an intense one. Well, not intense. The only thing was just trying to stay up. But actually, it was easier than I expected. Right. Because, like, the cast were, like, really good. And they moved. It was a great cast. cast. Yeah. And, like, that, that crew, though, was really, really you know really good shout out to brian tang because like, yeah yeah
0: like i want to get brian tang on this he's podcast really by good. the way yeah he's shout like out one to one brian tang
1: he's like you don't really have to yell at like he if i tell him hey we need to move faster yeah he at least knows oh we no need to move faster like brian, uh, like, <laughs> brian tang's heart
0: rate goes at at like 500 beats per minute oh my god yeah he because thinks, like yeah. he he is so quick I, i'll never forget uh, we were waiting for something to happen. I think we were like on standby. I was standing there with my sound gear. And then suddenly, I hear like someone running behind me, and I look just in time to see Brian Tang slipping on the outside pebbles of this, this person's <laughs> oh beautiful house, and then getting up as if nothing happened, and then running to go grab something. Oh my god! He like totally does like this action move slide. Yeah, he just moves. Yeah, <laughs> that was
1: probably I think when like the, the batteries went out. I don't know from that day. I think that was like one of the first days. Yeah, yeah, and the battery, like the the camera batteries went. Oh, out. I think that is what Dude. happened. Yeah, yeah. But he was
0: moving fast. Well, because
1: I remember freaking out, like telling them, "Yo, like we have." so much to shoot today and that day was the day that we had the hard scene of um with the dummy and the
0: car crash that's right yeah yeah
1: and then all of a sudden like the camera batteries don't want to stay charged right so like every like i think we would do like what like one take or two takes and it would just die right so yeah and he was moving though but like that day though he like um the nice thing was like i explained to him like yo man like we still have so much to get through and we just lost, like, because we lost at least, like, two hours trying to figure out how to get, like, the, the camera batteries to right. work or whatever. So, um, but, yeah, Brian, the, he just moved, to, like, during that. And I was like, hey, like, once I saw it, I was like, yo, yeah, it was really great working with
0: him. That's so just cool.
1: A, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Typical, like, uh, film guy, too. Like, he's just <laughs> right. A typical DP, for sure. Like, sure. Always looking at cameras, but, yeah.
0: In terms of acting, what... Are some of the things that you're looking forward to to partaking on in on set?
1: Oh man, well, um, so, and most of like the content that I've been directing, I always try to like cast like a little role for myself, um, and my brother as well. Um, but like, I, I definitely don't want to like cast myself as like a lead. Or at least, like, not anymore, because I did that back in college. <laughs> and I realized, yo, like, directing and acting at the same time is, like...
0: It's difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult. And
1: so I remember, like, each day that, like, I would get off of, like, after I would finish my scenes, I would relax. Because then I'm, like, now I don't have to worry about, like, how my performance is. I can right. just work, focus on, like, yo, <laughs> does this look, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I think now, if anything, um, I just want to uh, continue doing that, but maybe, like, cast myself in, like, a little, like, um, supporting role, like, a little smaller role. Okay. Um, some cameos. Yeah, like, some cameos. You yeah. know, I'm in my own content. But also, um, I want to get back into taking more acting classes really soon as well. Sure. Since I'm now done with college, I have a little bit more time. Sure. Um, so, like, in between gigs, um, just try to find, like, a flexible acting class. That way, I, you know, I want to make sure that, like, yo, like, I don't want to be sitting up here, like, jumping on the shit, and then, like, my shit's not together. You know? Right, right. So just trying to make sure that everything's um polish up. So I just want to polish that a little more. Um and then yeah, and then probably just go out um you know, soon you probably just start going out a little bit more for some roles, like acting roles as well. Yeah. But uh, what's kind of dope, though, is that, like, now that assistant this though, there are so many times that I have to jump in and act. So it works. Really? Yeah. Oh, my, on, like, a, a lot of my sheets, like, like <laughs> yeah. There is one. So you oh, don't man. throw the
0: PAs in? No. Like, the classic film I don't move?
1: mind. So they'll be like, hey, we kind of sort of need, like, can you just jump? I'm like, I don't mind. Right. And so, because then now I'm like, yo, I didn't even have to, like, you know. So, um, but yeah, uh, one of my, well, honestly, yeah, like, the first two was even, like, the little, uh, Websters that I did, that one, like, they're, oh my gosh, like, I think I had played, like, maybe, like, four or five different roles in that one, so then it was kind of cool seeing the finished product, because I'm like, well, there I am again, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, legit, that's, like, the script in my hand, or, like, that's, sure. like, you know, the schedule in my pocket right there, you know, because I'm still trying to make sure... But, yeah, um, so I think that's kind of cool um, because that also helps speed up the time with the, like, with, the, with the shoot and everything like that. You can just jump
0: in. So right. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's looking to become an assistant director, what's some advice that you can provide them?
1: Oh, man. Um, I would say um, definitely just trying to make sure that you get, um, like, experience that you definitely are going to learn the more and more that you are on set. Um, cause not even like, uh, not even really in school do they really teach you so much about it. They'll teach you kind of sort of what a little bit of what the role is, but not so much. Um, so I would say just try to get as m- much experience as you can, just continue to go on, um, shoots. Um, and then also I would say just when you're on shoots, just realize that like each shoot, especially if you're in like the freelance world, also realize that every shoot is also like an interview. So, cause always remember that there's someone you know on the shoot who's looking to see if they want to hire you. So always go into that with that aspect of like, let me at least try to make sure like I'm somewhat decent so that you know. So um, I would say yeah, just treat it like an interview for every shoot. Um, and then just when you get on set, just also remember that like no one. Well, a good thing to also and I guess know is that. When you do yell on set, like, the more you yell on set, the more, like, you water down, like, your voice on set, in a sense. Because, like, people will start to, like, tune you out. So what I've noticed, though, is that, like, if I keep, like, a little bit more, like, an even tone on set, that way, like, when I do need stuff to move, then you can elevate it. And then you can, you know... But then that way, it kind of sort of flows, because then that way they know, okay, hey, if Ryan's yelling, or hey, if the assistant director is yelling, they know it's for a reason. Like, there's something that, you know, has to happen. And then, so I would say, like, if you're trying to assistant direct, just try to, like, go with that wave of, like, keep it even tone. But if you do need to, because, and also I've noticed that, like, in doing so, like, when I do get upset or whatever, a lot of times people will be okay with, like, they'll understand. Or they'll know. They're like, hey, most ADs are, like this all the time so it's like you know they'll understand so um, I say just do that um, yeah and then also just try to like somewhat try to have fun and also realize and then don't take it for like for granted either yeah I mean, there's so many days that like your your day of work could just be at the beach. You know, even though, like, now I, I don't know how I really like beach sheets as much, just because that's <laughs> always a lot, but, but then when you step back and look, like, yo, look at this view. <laughs> you know, like, right. here I am working today, like, with a view on the beach, like, you know, so, um, just keep that uh, mindset. Um, if you wanna, I, I know people like, sometimes, like, shit on, like, film schools and stuff like that. Um, I will say, though, that if anything, one good thing is that you will meet a bunch of people and it helps you start to develop your um roll Rolode- I get roll Rolode- it not decks to people or but like the your circle yeah your ne- there you go yeah. your network and so um like going to school like going to USC that helped me start to you know expand my network and then like I met you through someone from USC you know and that's how like you know so I say um if anything like if you're trying to if you can even like I don't think it really matters what film school so much. I think just kind of sort of going to school just to get that network if you're going to try to freelance because that's really what it depends on
0: is, like, how much you network. And,
1: um, yeah. So
0: I think that's uh, such an intelligent approach. You mentioned getting more on set to get that experience. Say someone on the other end listening to this right now wanted to contact you to hire you. What's the best way to contact you to get on that set? Oh, well, the best way to contact me
1: would be probably through Instagram. Um, you can do it at uh, my Instagram handle is at itsryantaylor, so it's Ryan Taylor, so I T S, and then Ryan Taylor. Um, you can like s- slide into my DMs <laughs> or um, like um, through my email. Um... I be... Yeah, yeah, well, I'll put my email. Yeah, yeah. So my email is um, so it's uh, R Y A N T A Y L at usc.edu so you can totally reach out to me um anytime i'm from available i'd totally be down to help on or if you even like pas though like if anyone wants to get like some set experience um i'm not always really in the hiring department but if i am i normally will try to bring on someone so um yeah and then a lot of times people will like reach out and say you know to see if they have any jobs i don't mind that and so i say yeah if you you know want to get a little experience and if i am able to i totally bring anyone on but yeah
0: all of that information will be in the description of this episode. Yes, yes. And finally, Ryan, the question I ask everybody on this podcast. What will you be famous for?
1: Ooh. Um, I want to say I would say just spreading positivity, I would think. I would I would say so yeah, I think um yeah, yeah, I would say I'd probably just be famous for just trying to spread positivity or yeah, an entertaining people and so i think using like the entertainment industry allows me to be able to do that to the masses i would say so um yeah so spreading positivity but i just want to do that through the entertainment industry there you go <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah. ladies and gentlemen ryan taylor assistant director and actor thank, thank you, you so, so much for having me on yeah <laughs>